Spellman Adventures of Sabrina, Chapter 2, The Dark Baptism. A legendary guest visits Spellman Mortuary, Ambrose explores a grim revelation, and Sabrina stuns the coven with a shocking announcement. Well, they went there. Yep. They really did go there. Yeah, this is the one that I watched and I was like, oh no, I'm not happy. If this is the worst that it gets, is it? I'm trying to decide. It's pretty close. Okay. This is the worst that we get. Mm-hmm. I can live with it. Okay. And that's kind of where I got because I was like, all right, this this is not good. But there are so many other things about this that are good that I enjoy. Yes. This just is like, it's it's kind of like you get you had a really amazing meal and then you get food poisoning. And you're kind of <laughs> like, do I go back there? You got to recover. Yeah. They do a decent job of it. All right. So in this episode, we start right back where we were last episode. We're in the living room with Father Blackwood, Faustus. God, I love, I love this dude. Ever since Coupling, which he is playing a total opposite character in. Mm-hmm. He is a goofball extraordinaire. Go look up the Giggle Loop and be happy with yourself. I love him. It's uh, Richard Coyle? Robert Coyle. Something Coyle. It's Coyle. Sabrina's just asking him questions. She's going right into him and, you know, asking us like, okay, but, you know, why can't I do this? What about this? What about that? And he lays it out. He's like, you know, our religion is all about free will. And that's that's what it is. You know, if you accept the Lord's gifts, you won't die for a very long time. Hell is for mortals in exchange for their service and devotion, which is are exempt from the eternal flames of damnation. You know, you just kind of need to shift your thinking. You got to get rid of that boyfriend because it ain't good. You, no matter what your father did, it's tough. This is so refreshing. Yes. Because... They could have very easily played into witch tropes or Satan tropes, and instead, they modeled it after the actual Church of Satan. Yes, which we do know they are currently being sued by. I understand which that. Is hilarious and awesome. Knowing what the Church of Satan represents and what it purports to believe, mm-hmm. I do understand that in some ways they're sort of the dark, twisty version of Unitarians where yeah. it's like, hey, we're about people and loving each other and why are you guys depicting us like we're horrible monsters? Mm-hmm. What I think is so cool about this is they get into dogma that comes about in every former fashion. It comes about, even if you're worshiping Satan, there is a dogma and a standard there. Yeah, And this belief system is being set up so that we can critically examine it later. That's one of the things I really liked about the comics. They're like, oh, there's this is clearly a church with a belief system and rules and rituals. It's just the complete opposite of what we know of, say, Catholicism. And that's fun, particularly having been brought up in a very conservative Christian household. This is a really fun, like, this is so bad. <laughs> but what I what I think is so cool about this is they took it one step further and yeah. grounded it in an actual belief system. I think that's why it will get a lot more criticism because this, there is some realism to it. Oh, absolutely. Do what thou wilt is, you know, yep. very well known. So they kind of leave it open that Sabrina's just going to think on what he's told her and he's going to hope to see you in the woods. On Samhain. On Samhain. <laughs> so she'll be there, Your Excellency, with bells on, won't you, Sabrina? And he gets up to be like, all right, you know, if there's nothing else. And Ambrose is like, actually, there's one thing, Your Excellency. Rut row. Uh, which, of course, Zelda is embarrassed by. They go down <laughs> to the morgue, and uh, Ambrose is having Father Blackwood 
they have him examine the dead guy with the witch's mark. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. What about the boy's parents? They were immortal. He's alone, never baptized. Think of what he might have accomplished. Tragic, really. All staring at Sabrina. Yeah, he's just like, we'll talk to the council, but we shouldn't think this is anything more than it appears. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Of course. So now we've got... Hilda putting Sabrina to bed. Another reason to love Lucy Davis. I love this scene. It's just so, so Lucy Davis. He's a bit traumatic, isn't he? Father Blackwood. He was your father's mentor, you know, but then dad surpassed him, which is kind of cool because now we kind of understand that actually Father Blackwood was overshadowed by Sabrina's father. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of a, hmm. Could have been a movie star like your cousin Montgomery. <laughs> Okay, I just want to be sure. That's Montgomery Cliff. Yes. Okay, love it, love it. But then Sabrina asks Hilda about her signing the Book of the Beast. And Hilda has this nice little thing, and she's just like, yeah, when I was your age, I signed my name. Girls didn't have a lot of options back then. It was just done. And do I have regrets? You mustn't tell your Aunt Zelda this, but some days, some nights... I dream that I am walking into the Greendell Woods in the peak of dry season with a lit torch in each hand so that I'd watch the whole forest burn. So much kindling. Have a lovely sleep, my darling. Ticky tuck tuck tuck. And then she walks out. <laughs> this little pity goes to market. I, I, I love it. Like, let's say something devastating. Good night! <laughs> And I think they just told her to improv as they were painting away, because then she's like, this little piggy goes to market. Yeah, you're a bit old for this. <laughs> <laughs> but as that's happening, we pan over to the ceiling, and we see Zelda, like, floating on the ceiling. And she, like, goes up into the ceiling, and we cut directly to another bedroom with Zelda on the floor. And she just kind of, like, pops up and goes, Hilda, you fool, you'll be the death of me. And I'll be the death of you. And Salem is watching this happen. I love it. Love it. Thursday. <laughs> One day till dark baptism. <laughs> so, I, it's a and fa- then and then the music cue. Do, 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 do. <laughs> it's a very like show. it's very back and forth, which is very confusing and adorable. It's the next morning. We're in the kitchen, and Sabrina's coming down, and oh, look who stopped by for a visit, and it's. Harvey. Hmm. And he's going over all of his drawings with Ambrose. And Ambrose is like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. You're really good at this. And yeah, I'm really into Alan Moore, Neil Gaiman, Grant Morrison. And, and they just kind of go back and forth. It's really sweet. And of course, he's into the dark, dark comics. <laughs> yeah, that makes the most sense. Spurs like, what are you doing here? I know you can't do anything on your actual birthday because you have plans set in stone. <laughs> but I wanted to know if we could celebrate the next day, Saturday, maybe go bowling with you, me, Susie, and Roz. And your aunts can come if they want. And Sabrina's, like, really touched by this. She goes, would that be possible? I think it's a marvelous idea. And Zelda's just like, I do too, but why don't we play it by ear? It's hmm? <laughs> a big fucking no from Zelda. Of course. We're walking with Sabrina and Harvey. Sabrina is a little... Just a little, what were you doing? And Harvey's just like, well, I don't really know your aunts, but, you know, I thought maybe this would be okay. And she's just like, yeah, I purposely kept you away from them. If we can't do it this Saturday, maybe next. And every Saturday after that, we have all the time in the world. Sure we do. Yeah. So now we're at school. Here we go. And we see the crappy football players. They see the Wicca poster. It's the douchebag gang. It's the douchebag gang. And they're ripping it up. And Susie sees this. And she is incensed. Incensed. 
by this. And so she should be. She should be. But she goes in and starts trying to beat them up. And they're yelling at her. And they're saying, what's your problem, Dyke? And Hey, dicks for brains. Yeah. She charges the lead guy. As soon as she like tries to tackle him, he counters her and then lands a right hook right on her face. Then we cut directly to Roz and Susie like walking out. Susie has a huge black eye on her face. They run into Harvey and Sabrina like, what's going on? She's like, I have to take her home then come right back. What? Yeah, I got suspended. I don't want to go home because I don't want my dad to know about this. We'll go somewhere else. How'd you get suspended? I got into a fight with a bunch of the ass wipes who are ripping our Wicca posters. And they kind of go back and forth and it's just like, well, yeah, we you got to charge them with assault. And Susie's like, yeah, except I started it, which is true. She did start the fight. There's no way for her to get around that part. What she did was wrong, and what they did was wrong, and this is just shit. This this part of this situation is just shitty. Yeah. It's just shitty. So Sabrina gets the names. Now she's in Wardwell's office. Billy Martin, Ed Dursley, Seth Grinwins, and Carl Tapper, four of Greendale's favorite sons. Golden boys. Yeah, but before they were bullying Susie, now they're punching her. She's tiny, and they have to be held accountable. They just go back and forth, and it's just like, maybe there's another bit of hell raising could be precisely what we need to move the needle with them. Perhaps some hellfire. Uh, mind you, I wouldn't take them on alone. Four against one, even the odds. Enlist the baddest bitches you know to help. And Sabrina's like, I can think of three girls. Oh, Wardwell, just pouring poison in Sabrina's ear. Yep, and then Wardwell's like, and then once your house is in order here, you're free to transfer to this new school with a light heart. Ugh. Sabrina goes to the woods, and she's got this branch, and she's wrapping wool around it. She goes, the weird sisters, hand in hand, travelers of the sea and land, thrice to thine, and thrice to mine, and thrice again to make up nine. Peace, the charms wound up. And they appear. Hello, half-breed. <laughs> Which is kind of, I think, it's rude, but it's still funny. How are we feeling today? Oh, you mean because of the curse? My Aunt Held is taking care of that with a reversing spell. There are four mortal boys who need to be taught a lesson. Help me teach them, and I'll stay right where I am at Baxter High. There's the deal. Mm -hmm. And the weird sister's are like, are they handsome at least? It's always more fun when they're handsome. <laughs> All right, we'll back you up, Halfbreed, but they're your enemies. You'll have to do most of the work. And Sabrina just gives that face like, well, duh. <laughs> yeah. Back at the mortuary. Oh, sister, my turnips. They're coming up marvelously this year. And a Hammer, Hammer to the face. Yeah. And then we see Zelda burying her. Well, pounding the dirt down yeah. on top of her. <laughs> we see a car come up and then we have Ambrose is opening the casket. And he's showing their son to Mr. and Mrs. Kemper. And, no, it's Connor. That's his name. Ambrose is like, I was wondering if there was any news on what happened to Connor. And Mr. and Mrs. Kemper are like, the police don't know anything. They don't know why he was in the park at that hour. And we don't know why. He went out for a walk, that's all. And Ambrose is like, okay, so we expect a crowd. No, he didn't have a lot of friends. He, he loved reading. And he talking to his lizard, what do you mean? He kept an iguana in his room under a heat lamp and he would feed it and talk to it. Sometimes I swear it looks like Connor was actually waiting for it to answer him. Ambrose is just like, he has the biggest eyes while being, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm -hmm. okay. Hmm, that's not peculiar at all. 
the Kempers go. Zelda comes in back from burying Hilda. She goes, why were the Kempers doing here? I invited them to inspect my handiwork on their son. Ambrose, you're not meddling in mortal affairs again, are you? <laughs> Connor wasn't a mortal. In fact, I believe he even had a familiar, an iguana. Where's Aunt Hilda? She annoyed me, so I killed her and buried her in the yard. I really wish that had been an option when I was younger with my siblings. <laughs> they come back. Yeah, they, the yard would have been a hot mess. Right, so now we're at drive through convenience store type parking lot. <sighs> we get the four douchebags. They're talking about sex with the girls and the conditions under which they might consider sleeping with somebody, which is just really shitty. But the lights start flickering. They're like, what the hell? What's going on? And then we see the weird sister and Sabrina dressed just like them walking up all almost Reservoir Dog style. And they're like, what's up, boys? And they're like, uh, do y'all go to Baxter? Because you look kind of familiar. I do, but my pals go somewhere else. We wanted to go have a party in the mines, but we'd need beer and boys for that. Mm-hmm. And so they go and they're like, this is the devil's doorway. And they go in and... They, you know, they make the lights work and <sighs> this is just so bad. I'm so, so mad. So they snap their fingers and music starts playing and then they decide they all start unbuttoning their tops and they decide, OK, let's start. You know, they're like, boys, you need to start undressing and they all start making out and they dim the lights and, you know, we see them kind of starting to get a little hot and heavy and then we cut to the four girls fully dressed off in another corner of the mines and they're like just look at them they're so adorable we should take a picture i brought a camera and we cut over to the boys and the boys are making out with each other Mm -hmm. they take a picture of them and the boys immediately freak out what the hell what you bitches are gonna regret that no we don't because these photos will end up all over school if you lay a hand on Susie or any other girl ever Again. There we go. So we took something that was pretty much transphobic, the way they're treating Susie. It's bigoted bullshit regardless of whatever situation. Exactly. The boys are horrible, but the girls' response is to make something homophobic. Yep. Which is not good either. The only way that you could remedy that is if somebody points it out later on. And that they doesn't don't. happen. No, it doesn't. We don't ever hear about it again. No. This made me feel so gross and yucky, and I don't like it, mostly because this show is aimed towards teenagers. Yep. They know not only teenagers are watching this, but what kind of message does this send to guys in particular if they're questioning their sexuality? Or if they're gay and they're like, you know what, I live in a town that is so not cool. And yeah, if that happened... I would be vilified for it. They just didn't need to make it about get, making them appear to be gay. And you know why? Because what the Weird Sisters do next it's is hilarious. a way better punishment. It's great. Okay, so the next thing that happens is they chase the boys out, and they and then Sabrina sees that the girls have this birdcage. What is this? Um, It's just some souvenirs. What? Oh, we took their boy heads. Until you release the birds, those boys won't be arising for any occasion. A few weeks of impotence might teach them better manners. And we should say that this is all done after we take these pictures. The sisters are like, we're not done yet. Yeah, and they've shooed them out of the, the mines. We, we see, see their skull form their, and their all Their skull that. form, their true witch form, if and you will. And they didn't warn Sabrina that this was coming. Yeah, so she's a little pissed about this. But that is actually funny. 
and a little more like, oh, you keep having a problem with other people's sexuality. We're going to make it so that you can't have sex for a little while. Mm-hmm. And until you start treating girls with respect, these are ours. Love it. That would have been funny. Very witch-like. Still in the gross sexual high school vein without being homophobic. There was no fucking point for the entire first part of that. Yeah. None. Yeah. Sigh. We do get this one interesting scene with Prue. If you're transferring to the academy, like, why bother with the boys at all? Soon they'll be out of your life. And Sabrina says, I don't want them harassing my friends when I'm gone. If you care about them so much, why leave them if you have a choice? And she says, I'm not sure I do. I'm getting a lot of pressure to transfer. Father Blackwood came to my house. What? Mm-hmm. The high priest visited you? Yeah, to relieve me of my doubts, and he did, some of them, but it still feels wrong to me. I'm giving up my freedom. And all the girls are just like, yeah, you are in exchange for power. It's an even exchange. And Sabrina's like, I want both. I want freedom and power. And they're like, yeah, the Dark Lord's never going to give that to you. Why? He's a man, isn't he? <laughs> Which I liked that because it's very cheeky. Oh, it was so good. And appropriate. And I just, it's very like of the times, but in a, in a good way that will hold up well. Sabrina goes to Harvey's house. They're talking on the front porch. Harvey's like, that's a nice outfit, but Halloween's not until tomorrow night. Roz is still having her party. Her parents are going to be out of town. And Sabrina's just like, I, I was like, you like comic books. No, you love them. And superheroes. So let's say you're a kid, a normal kid with a normal life. And one day you wander into a cave and this wizard who lives in the cave says he'll grant you all these superpowers. But the wizard says that in exchange for these powers, you have to give up everything else in your life. Your school, your friend, your, your girlfriend. What do you do? And Harvey's like, are you my girlfriend in this scenario? Yes. Then no, I wouldn't take them. I fucking love you, Harvey Kinkle. And he's, and he's, she's just like, really? You give up flying? And he's, there's no flying without you, Sabrina Spellman. God damn it, Fuck show! You. Fuck you! Why did you have to make this all sweet and precious? Ugh. Ugh. Now we cut to Hilda has raised herself from the ground, and she's walking back to the house. Zelda! <laughs> Took you long enough. Each slang, it takes you longer to resurrect. Eventually, there will come a time I bury you and you stay buried. You can't keep killing me. I'm your sister, Hilda. It's my Satan-given right to kill you as many times as I please. To slay you as many times as I please. So good. It's so good. It's my Satan-given right. Ugh. I'm going to use that now, too, because I've been saying praise Satan all the time. <laughs> Encouraging Sabrina to do anything other than join the Church of Night, Edward entrusted her to our care. If Sabrina does not sign her name in the book, we will have failed him in the Dark Lord. So fair warning, sister. Any silly doubts or regrets, you keep them to yourself. The simple truth is that Sabrina has no choice in this matter. To pretend otherwise is reckless. Have I made myself clear? Yes, yes sister. sister. This is a great little exposition as we come to find out what we already know, kind of suspect, is that Sabrina doesn't have a choice. That this is happening whether she likes it or not. Clearly, Hilda's more torn about whether or not they should force her into it. And Zelda's like, nope, this is what we're doing. Zelda is totally pro-witch the whole way. And Hilda, Hilda wants her to be a witch. Hilda wants yes. her to be with the family. But Hilda wants it to be her choice. Yes. She, so she wants... Sabrina to be happy about it. Yes. And I mean, also, Zelda is a very devout witch, whereas Hilda's like, I don't know anything else, which I think is fair. Halloween. Halloween. Sabrina's birthday. <laughs> Day of dark baptism. They undercut it every time, and it's so fucking funny. It's so surprising in the most fun way, and I really <laughs> do enjoy that. 
we're in Sabrina's room and Aunt Hilda has come in and she has laid out this beautiful white dress. It's your mom's wedding dress. They lived such a fairy tale, those two. I thought you might wear it tonight to your baptism. Sabrina's like, aren't we only allowed to wear black? Oh, that hasn't been the rule for years, decades. You know, you have nothing to be afraid of, my darling. I mean, your Aunt Zelda and I are going to be there. We and we'll make sure nothing bad happens to you. And then you'll see tomorrow you'll wake up and, well, you'll wonder what all the fuss was about. You do believe me, my sweet, brave girl. And Sabrina's kind of like, I love you. She just loves Sabrina. She does. She's just, I mean, they've raised her since she was a baby. So, of course, I mean, she's their daughter. Yeah. It's just sweet. That's all. Hilda just wants Sabrina to be happy. She doesn't care what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Salem's just lapping up some milk. We go downstairs. It's like, Hilda and I have errands to run and preparations to finish, but I've already called Baxter High and told them that you're having a terrible outbreak of hives. Why, why would you do that? The day before your dark baptism should be spent in quiet contemplation, reading your satanic verses. <laughs> but I haven't said goodbye to my friends yet. Like, I can't just vanish from their lives at a minimum. I have to tell them when I'm transferring to some posh private school in Connecticut. You'll send them a postcard. <laughs> Ambrose will keep you company and keep an eye on you, won't you, Ambrose? But of course, Auntie Z. <laughs> Ambrose has the look of, I had plans. Well, no, it's not even that. It's just like, what else am I going to do? I'm not allowed to leave the fucking house, bitches. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I love Ambrose. <laughs> I just, he's precious. We go to Wardwell, and she has gone into the principal's office, and she's like, secretary lady, Sabrina wasn't in homeroom. What's going on? And she lets her know that, you know. She's not She's not going to be home. And it's like, oh, darn, on her birthday. Well, have a good day. Happy Halloween, Mrs. Meeks. And she takes a bunch of candy corn out of her bowl very awkwardly and leaves. Like, it's so bizarre. I wish they would have had a little bit more of that from Wardwell. Just some of the awkwardness of her being like a real person. I am a human just like all of you. I yes. like Halloween candy. Mmm, yum, yum, yum. Back at home, and Sabrina is asking Ambrose about about what happens. And I really love this description that Ambrose gives about what happens after you become a full witch. He's like, it's as though a veil drops between you and the mortal world. And eventually, quite quickly, you're just kind of weaned from them. You won't forget them, but you'll want to. Or else the pain would be too much to bear. Sabrina's like, why would this be painful? And Ambrose explains that, you know, time slows down. And they'll grow old and you won't. And those things that were so terribly important to them will seem trivial and pale to you. The longer you're a witch, the more you'll understand. And it's better to forget the mortal world and only think of it what is ahead and be ready for it. And Sabrina just gets up and walks off. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm going to call Harvey. I'm having one last night with my friends. I call this the Highlander dilemma. It is. It is. Like, if you bother caring about people who are going to die, you're going to be suffering loss a lot. Who wants to live forever? Yeah. My now you now you feel the need to do the, the quote, don't you? Just do 15, it so you can get it out of your system. Born in 1513, I am immortal. I cannot die. There can be only one. And we had a Connor in the show. He's dead, though. Oh, damn. Yeah. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why I refuse to allow David to name our son Connor, because I did not want to hear that for the rest of my life. From him or my father, who would have also done it. We see Hilda and Zelda doing some of their chores. One of them is to, they're at a farm, and they've gotten, as promised, a black Narcissa, which is a all-black goat. Pure. Pure. It's gorgeous. It, well, is be it is a beautiful animal. In terms of Satan. Sure. 
I mean, it was beautiful, though. So it's that night, and Harvey shows up in a miner's costume at the front door to pick up Sabrina. And Ambrose is like, how clever. You're dressed as your future. <laughs> and Harvey's just like, oh, I borrowed it from my brother. I'm teasing. You look great. But still. It's... I don't think he's teasing. I know. <laughs> uh, they're playing strange magic. And Sabrina comes down, and she looks gorgeous. She looks like Betty Draper. Mm. This is so Betty Draper look. And I love it. It's great. She's wearing her mom's wedding dress. And Harvey has just sweet, dumb boy face like, uh, You look beautiful. Happy Halloween and, and birthday and, and everything. And Sabrina tells Ambrose, like, you can come to the party if you want. And Ambrose is like, thanks. But if I'm risking banishment to the nether realm, it's going to be for something other than a high school masquerade. So they go. Sabrina says to Ambrose, I'll explain that you'll meet them at the appointed hour and place. Oh, but cousin, if you're late, the blue flames will burn you. I won't be. And thank you, Ambrose. And there she's walking out and Harvey's like, blue flames. It's just another joke. Not kidding. (laughs) Love it. Love it. So at the party, they, they arrive. It's great. Roz is dressed as Cleopatra. I'm like, oh my God, you look great. Is that a wedding dress? Yeah, but it's not mine. Good, because you've been cagey and I thought you and Harvey would do something crazy like elope. That's adorable and precious. <laughs> They're like, okay, drinks are in the kitchen. I think Susie's back there. They go out there and Susie is dressed as Eddie Munster. It's so good. I love it. And she, like she pulls it off really well. Oh, And I do want to know. The actor playing Susie is non-binary, Lachlan Watson. They prefer they, them pronouns based on all the social media and everything I've seen written about them. However, Susie in the show is still using she, her pronouns. So until that changes, because in show it hasn't actually changed, I'm going to continue to use them there because it just makes sense in world. Yeah. And I'm trying not to be overly confusing, but I just want everyone to know that I am aware And Lachlan Watson is awesome. We get a little sequence of like this Monster Mash slow-mo dance sequence, which is precious. I like seeing them all party. It's cute. And then we've got the 16 Candles song as Roz brings out a Happy Halloween crossed out that says Happy Birthday Cake to Sabrina. Does this shot seem familiar? Hmm. I wonder. Whatever. It's cool. (laughs) It's Jughead's birthday all over again. A little little bit, but in a more appropriate to this show way. Oh, yes, of course. You know, everyone's having a great time. And, you know, Sabrina blows out the candles. What do you wish for? More of this. Don't forget me, Harvey. And don't hate me. No matter what. Promise? Sabrina, why would I ever hate you? And then Roz comes up. Guys, guys, it's happening. Come on, come on. And the moon is turning blood red. And like, what time is it? Almost midnight. Oh my gosh, I gotta go. My aunt's bye. I'll always love you. <laughs> so anticlimactic in the best way. Oh, it's it's fabulous. And now we get And Harvey still has dumb boy face, which is just so precious. <laughs> Poor Harvey. He's precious. Ross Lynch is great. They, they did a good job with He's him. He's so perfect just being like, What well, I, I I love you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> but like, here's what I like about I I don't like calling him dumb. Harvey, because we we call Archie dumb Archie because Archie makes stupid, stupid decisions. Right. Harvey has made no dumb decisions. No. By dumb, I just mean the normal teenage boy. Yes. Huh? Oh. He just doesn't know what's going on, and it's not because he's not aware. It's that it's being kept from him. Mm -hmm. So that's that's why. Now Sabrina's running through the forest, running through the forest, running through the forest. She gets to the passageway that she's supposed to go to. And it it is a bunch of blue flames, and she goes through it. And this is one of the coolest effects. Her dress, her beautiful white dress, 
turns black from the bottom up and it is such a neat effect and I really love that they did that it's very a la Cinderella like it's like she just it just starts happening and you're like oh that's so cool I love it it's really neat she gets to the clearing where this is all supposed to happen she sees the coven her aunt's father Blackwood the weird sisters yep welcome daughter of night and who presents this child for unholy baptism and Hilda and Zelda you know, walk up, Sabrina, we do your excellency. And Zelda leans in, late for your own baptism, honestly. <laughs> and then Hilda's like, you look lovely, darling. <laughs> Disrobe her sisters and they take off her dress and she slips off her shoes and she's wearing this white slip. This feels a little weird, but I'm, I'm going to let this go. It's not as bad as the naked bathtub scene. Honestly, if they had stripped her naked, I wouldn't have had a problem with it because of the ritualistic nature of what they were doing. Eh, whatever. So we get Father Blackwood. He's like, we are gathered here together in these woods in the presence of our dark Lord with all the souls, the living and the dead of our coven, the most unholy church of night. Neil Child, our dark Lord teaches us there's no law beyond. Do what thou wilt. Our dark Lord asks, would you like to be happy, child, to be free, free to love and to hate, to be what nature meant you to be, true to her laws and yourself only. Sabrina, Yes, father. And he puts a blood cross on her forehead. Do you believe in Lucifer, the archangel, who preferred the loss of heaven to that of his pride? Yes, father. In exchange for this belief, you shall be granted powers that will enable you to be service of the Lord. Sabrina, Edwina, Diana, Spellman, are you willing to forsake the path of light and follow the path of night wherever it may lead you? I am. And are you willing to place our dark lord above all others in your life, be it your loved ones, your family, your friends, your neighbors? I am. Then it is time to sign his book. So he takes her over to this book. He cuts her hand because, of course, you got to sign in your own blood. Just... And and I noticed the pen is made out of bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So creepy. Awesome. And Sabrina sees the witches hung from the tree. And Father Blackwood continues. In signing his book, The Book of the Beast, you swear to obey without question any order you may receive from the Dark Lord or from any figure he has placed in authority over you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Huh? This wasn't the deal. And Sabrina instantly looks at him and says, that's not what you said before. And she sees the Dark Lord. Yeah, she's seeing all these visions, which are not there for anyone else. It's just her. It's that malum malice. It's in her system still. Yep. And Father Blackwood continues, in signing his book, The Book of the Beast, you swear to give your mind, body, and soul unreservedly to the furtherance of the designs of our Lord Satan. You said I would have free will. I can't do this. You must. And Zelda's like, Sabrina, don't you dare. Darling. And Sabrina sees her parents. She sees the vision of her parents. And they look at her and say, run, run. I'm sorry, aunties. And she just takes off. And Father Blackwood looks at everyone and says, get her. And so she's running through the forest. She falls down. The vines start attacking her and trying to pull her back. She keeps going. We cut to the house. Ambrose is there. And she's like, Ambrose, Ambrose, Sabrina, Ambrose, you won't believe what happened. I think I can guess, cousin, behind you. (laughs) and so the coven is all coming after him and father blackwood is yelling while the blood moon still shines you must sign the book of the beast i will not there was another path for me just as there was for my father and mother a third way and even if there isn't my name is sabrina spellman and i will not sign it away fuck yeah yeah that's pretty good that's like you get it girl all right father blackwood slams the book 
girls and so like the girls start charging towards the house and ambrose starts yelling that there's a ring of protection around this house no witch save a spellman may cross it any unwelcome witch that tries shall burn so please go ahead witches and the witches are kind of like huh all right let's go (laughs) they turn around i think it's just more this isn't worth this right now we'll take care of this later and sabrina's like when did you put a protection spell in the house i didn't though i should probably start and ambrose just runs off i haven't well, I should probably go ahead and start doing that now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's freaked out. Oh, it's great. So when we cut over to Wardwell, and she's at her home, and she is crying on the floor. I failed you. I failed you, Dark Lord. I deserve no mercy. Please show me mercy. Please, please. And the Dark Lord has appeared, and he puts one of his hoofs down in front of her, and she starts kissing it. She's like, thank you. I'm not worthy of your love, but I kiss your beautiful feet. I will not stumble. I swear to you, you shall have her. You shall have the girl. They will be done. Well, she serious is up, and that thy will be done. Mm-hmm. Monday. <laughs> oh, Sabrina comes down. Morning. Oh, blessed morning, child. Morning, cuz. Please, Aunt Zelda, are you ever going to speak to me again? I love that before we get there, she turns, she's reading the paper. She looks, turns the paper in front of Sabrina. <laughs> to make it so she really can't see her under the corner so of her catty. eyes. Oh, love it. Aunt Zelda is probably <laughs> my favorite. She's just so absurd. I assume that later on, Zelda's going to soften a bit and more protect Sabrina than go after this witch factor. But for now, it's just so fucking funny. Zelda's just like, you want me to speak? All right, I'll speak. You humiliated us in front of the entire coven and you dishonored the Spellman family name. And Sabrina's like, "Uh, Father Blackwood lied on Zelda. He sat in our parlor and he told me that I'd have a choice, that our religion is based on free will. But in the woods, that was the exact opposite of free will. Beyond that, your refusal to sign the Book of the Beast goes directly against your father's explicit wishes. I'm not so sure of that either. (gasps) Gasp from everyone. I'm sorry, but in the woods during the ceremony, I saw two figures that looked like my mom and dad. A spectral vision? I'm not sure, but they definitely didn't want me to sign the Book of the Beast. They wanted me to run. And they all start kind of looking at each other going... And Hilda has that, oh no, oh no face. And Zelda is just like... (gasps) She's pissed. It it may be that, or it may just be, holy shit. Is Edward talking to us? Did we miss something? So then we get this voiceover and Sabrina is gone back to school. And so the girl who had to decide between being a witch and being a mortal chose neither path. Or if you look at another way, chose both. She was half witch, but with two covens. And it's the first meeting of Wicca. Let's pass around the sign up sheet. Sorry, I'm late, girls. Miss Wardwell, you're right on time, but you don't have to be here every meeting. Oh, but I want to, Sabrina. As long as you're at Baxter High, I want us working extremely closely on this. (laughs) And then we hear over the loudspeaker, Sabrina Spellman, please report to Principal Hawthorne's office. Sabrina Spellman to the principal's office. He's back. All right. So Sabrina's going down the hall. Harvey! Oh my gosh! Sabrina, I got your messages. It was super intense weekend with my aunts, but don't worry about me as long as you're okay. I think I am. <laughs> yeah, I'll explain everything as soon as I can, but I'm going to need you, Harvey. I'm here for you, Brina. Always. You know that. Adorbs. I love he calls it Brina. So, now we're in Principal Hawthorne's office. You wanted to see me, sir? Indeed I did. This outrageous club of yours. And then time stops. Stop. The clock goes... Chum. Principal Hawthorne, he starts foaming at the mouth, blood from his eyes starts coming, and we get growling and grunting, and she, and Sabrina goes, the Dark Lord. I admire your defiance, girl. 
You will sign my book. You will beg to sign. I don't think so. You think that this is a contest? That you can defeat me? Your flesh is mortal, and it must burn. And Sabrina starts crying, and we see Principal Hawthorne's flesh is starting to sizzle. <laughs> End of episode. It's Brunch and Pincho's voice doing that, too, I think. Well, I'll have to check. But I mean, they've pitched it down, obviously, but I think that's just him in character. Yeah, no, he's great. Holy I, shit. I love Bronson Pinchot. The thing I love about this show is that they are willing to push it as far dark as they need to. Yeah. Because if they had done this on the CW, they would not have been able to get away with what they've gotten away with here. Oh, no, not at all. And it works so well. On the other hand, problematic. Yeah, some problematic bullshit. It gets sandwiched in the middle. And by the end of the episode, you've kind of like we've dissipated it, and we don't really care as much anymore. But I, it's just it's it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, for me, the bigger thing is the intensity of this show is in the horror elements. And so, if somebody is gonna be squeamish or unsettled by that, mm-hmm. that I think is the bigger turnoff for this show. That Probably. problematic issue there is really more of a. Guys, get it fucking right. Like, for once in your lives. It's just like, we deserve better. We do. We do. We deserve better. And especially when you've made some of the other messages here very, very progressive in your thought process. Mm -hmm. How did you miss the mark so badly on this? That, I think, is the more frustrating part. If it was just a normal paint-by-numbers type show, maybe we'd have just eye-rolled and gotten over it. But this show is trying to push those limits so far so how did you regress so badly? I don't know. They got a blank check and that was it. <laughs> Not enough check on what they're doing. All right. If you're listening to us, that means you're a Patreon subscriber and we appreciate that. And uh, we look forward to doing more content for you guys in the coming weeks. So until next time. Hashtag praise, praise Satan. Satan.